0: Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy.
1: Thanks for joining us in this episode of ASHP's podcast of medication safety, the podcast where we discuss current trends in medication safety, regulatory issues, and best practices that improve patient care. My name is Erica Thomas. Today, we'll be chatting with Cindy Brasher, who is a manager of compounding at St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee, and Rosemary Duncan, who's a medication safety officer for adults at Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, Maryland, about the importance of leveraging technology tools for assisting in USP Chapter 800 compliance. Thanks for joining us today. So when you are thinking about how to communicate with your teams that a medication is hazardous and requires special handling, how do you identify what a technology solution could be used?
2: That's a great question. So there are a few things you want to consider. First of all, you need to really understand and know all of the steps in the medication use cycle and where technology is utilized in those steps. As you're thinking about those intersections, you're going to have to consider whether using technology would actually be a benefit or a barrier. Additionally, you need to ensure that you're using standardized language throughout your systems and describing hazardous drug categories. You want that language to be the same in all of these systems so that staff interpret it the same way. Once you've identified the standardized language and approach for how you're going to update systems, That needs to be incorporated into your formulary management process because you're going to have to address both existing and new medication builds. So it's essential that you're working with your IT teams to develop a process to identify new hazardous drugs when they're being built into the EHR and all secondary systems to ensure that the appropriate information is added to all the required fields and updated accordingly.
1: Thank you for that response, Rosemary. Very interesting and relevant points. So, as you think about the medication use cycle, what are some considerations at order entry?
0: Yeah. When we think about order entry, we're kind of thinking of our prescribers and we want to make sure that they are aware that medications are designated as hazardous and should be handled as such. This information is especially important for prescribers who may also administer medications. Additionally, when we think of electronic medication orders, we want to make sure that they state that the medication is hazardous and that special handling or disposal may be required. This information should ideally be present at the point of order entry and contained in a field that cannot be manipulated. We don't want them to be able to modify it or delete it so that it doesn't change the message. However, if it does live in an area that can be modified, then you should be sure that you educate that it's required to stay on the label. Also, it's important to consider that some medication records may be defaulted closed so that order comments, administration instructions, things like that are not as noticeable to prescribers upon order entry. So, when you think about where the information is located, you want to try to make it as obvious as possible to people when they're first looking at the order.
1: Right, right. Oh, those are all real good points. Thanks, Cindy. At the point of pharmacist order verification, what are some elements to discuss with your USP Chapter 800 work groups?
2: Similar to what Cindy said um, previously, you want the information about whether a medication is hazardous and special handling or disposing is required on the medication order. And this information ideally should not be in a field that can be manipulated, so modified or deleted, neither at order entry nor during pharmacist order review and processing. Again, if it can be manipulated, though, you need to stress education to staff that this information should not be removed. From a a pharmacist's review of order um, standpoint, staff need to be cognizant of whether a medication is going to require manipulation and if this manipulation is going to occur within the pharmacy or in the patient care area. Pharmacists may have to update the dispensing logic of the medication order before verifying to ensure labels are printing in the correct location. So is this going to be made in a compounding area or in a unit dose dispensing area is the nurse actually going to do the manipulation? And is there a scannable barcode that can be used both during barcode assisted medication dispensing as well as upon barcode assisted medication administration or BCMA? Oftentimes, if you, because of the, the various nuances to USP 800 and the different tables of hazardous drugs, there are some allowances in terms of what can and cannot be manipulated and really making sure that. Staff know what to do um, at this at the point of verification to ensure the labels get routed correctly, and there are scannable barcodes. Is something that cannot be underemphasized. I think it's a, a continuous process. And again, as you have new drugs added to formulary, and you're doing your assessments and adding them to your hazardous drug list, this kind of dispensing logic needs to be considered from the get-go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really good points. Thanks a lot, Rosemary. Well, I'm wondering, what are some areas to address for preparation and dispensing of hazardous drugs?
0: So, I know we may be starting to sound a little repetitive, but... It's so important to have this information right at the point that a new person could be touching and looking at the label or looking at the medication. So, when you think about medication labels, we want to make sure that they should state that a medication is hazardous and that any special handling or disposal may be required. Also, when you think about your different electronic interfaces. So, if you have an IV workflow manager, if you have BCMA, any other kind of system that um, may interact with the medication, repackaging, anything like that, you want to make sure that you're stating that the medication is hazardous because we want to continue to have that message throughout the, the life cycle of the drug, throughout the medication use system. When we think of these electronic interfaces in the screens, they're really important as we go through that dispensing process. For medications that have left the pharmacy and maybe are living up in an automated dispensing cabinet, we want to make sure that at that point, when the nurse is getting it out, that she can see that this medication is hazardous. Additionally, if you're using labeling on the bin and the ADC, you want to make sure that you have a process to keep that current. So if the drug gets moved or if there's a drug shortage or any changes and where it's stored, that that auxiliary labeling is also adjusted with that. Additionally, we want to think about staff being aware of where manipulation should take place. So this could be in your pharmacy, or it could be in a patient care area, because that might drive what PPE they use or where something can be prepared. An example that I think of that's a great challenge when we think of these pieces are dispensing tablets that need to be cut or crushed. You want to make sure that people know, like, hey, this needs to be cut and crushed in the pharmacy, or if it's allowed in. In the nursing area, based on your assessment of risk, that the nursing staff know, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to have to wear additional PPE or do this in a designated location, um, because this drug is hazardous.
1: Wow, very good points. Thank you, Cindy. Well, I'm wondering for administration, how can technology be incorporated?
2: So certainly, as we said, you need to have the information about whether a drug is hazardous and, and what whether special handling or disposal is required on the medication order. But it's essential that that information is present on all the various views or displays used by staff during medication administration. So we're thinking about things like the medication administration record, the MAR, work lists or task lists, different types of dashboards or patient lists that are used to identify when a, a medication is due. This is a limitation in a lot of EHRs, actually. Certain displays or views just don't have the information. They're truncated or intentionally shortened to only show, say, the drug name and dose and route. In some cases, not even the route. So you're going to have to look at all of these different interfaces while you're doing your build planning and testing. Unfortunately, I, I think it. There are, again, some limitations, so it may not be possible to have it everywhere, but this should be what we're striving for. And I think, yeah, honestly, as all the end users, we should be kind of requesting this and, and setting this as a standard in all electronic health record systems that this information is viewable in all different displays. That being said, once you recognize that the medication is hazardous, staff also need to be aware whether it will require manipulation and where that manipulation is going to occur. Is it going to be in the pharmacy or is it going to be on a patient care area? And making sure that the appropriate PPE is adorned. So how will staff identify what PPE to wear in those situations and making it very obvious um, so that there's little questioning and they don't unintentionally not adorn the correct PPE. And as stated before, you need to ensure that there are intact scannable barcodes for use during BCMA. This, again, if you're manipulating outside of the pharmacy, you risk crushing or ripping the barcodes. And so you need to be thoughtful about how you can ensure nursing staff primarily have the barcodes they need to double check that the medication given is, is what was intended.
1: Yeah, those are really good points to think about, Rosemary. Thank you. So what are some additional elements that you discuss with your IT teams when you develop your communication plan for hazardous drugs?
0: So one of the things that we really had to collaborate together on was understanding How much information we could put out there. You know, a lot of times we found that there were character limits or being aware of what the screen was and what they could see. You know, was there an ellipsis so part of that message was hidden? So we really had to work together to come up with concise information that provided what was needed. Also, what we really tried to explore a lot on was what can we use? Is there color options. At my facility, we use yellow for a lot of that signal that something's hazardous, but was there any way that we could connect that to our EMR? Also, when we looked at a lot of varieties of what different people were using and having out there, we saw some people had icons that they could put in their EMR or they had just different ways through color and icons that they could use. However, you know, you really need to work closely with your IT team because they may have restrictions around what can be used. They don't want to overuse certain elements, for example, color or things like that, because it takes away if everything's a different color, it kind of loses the message for that really important piece of information. So those are a couple of things to really kind of work and talk through with your IT team on. Another thing is pop-up alerts. I know we all have a love-hate relationship with pop-up alerts because we know that they can be so useful, but they can also add to alert fatigue. So we really need to make sure that they're firing at the right time for the right way, you know, making sure that staff is getting it, you know, when they're accessing that drug, and they need to know that information right then. At my facility, one of the things that we've been working with our nursing staff on is how do we provide an alert for our outpatient infusion area for patients that have had a recent hazardous drug administration within the past 48 hours. And so they've requested to have it occur when they open the patient chart. And, you know, we ran the numbers just doing it for like a week and, you know, thousands and thousands of alerts would fire. And so what we've been trying to do is refine that down to, all right, if they've opened it within like the past 24 hours or in the past six hours, it would only fire once and not fire then again every single time they opened that chart because we really want to make it meaningful so that they know but also not to add to alert fatigue issues
2: additionally I'd like to mention different types of hyperlinks that you may have to policies and procedures in your your orders we've spent a significant amount of time not just related to hazardous drugs but really any medication that we have a, a drug policy kind of dictating its use and If you're linking to policies and procedures within your your MAR or orders, you need to be very thoughtful about whether or not those links will automatically refresh when those policies or procedures are updated. Are those policies or procedures applicable to that entire organization or health system? or Are they just applicable to a single entity or hospital? Because you may have limitations in terms of what you can display if if it's a shared record across the, the health system. Also, do those links open up documents within the EHR or are they in separate sites or applications? And then thinking about who's opening those links, they're on, usually on computers or devices that are on the care units. Do all of those computers or devices actually have access to those external sites or programs? So are they compatible with those applications and viewable? Additionally, drug database references. You may have links in your medication orders or on your MAR to to various drug databases providing different information in terms of compatibility, et cetera. This information may actually have conflictive information with your hospital's policies, especially if you you use an assessment of risk. So certainly there's manufacturing safe handling that that can be identified through package inserts and, and drug information databases. But if there are references to the NIOSH list, and you've actually assessed or did a risk assessment on some of those drugs, what you're reading in the drug information databases may actually be inaccurate or in conflict. And so this can cause a lot of staff confusion and and frustration. And so you need to be very thoughtful about how you're you're sharing those links to different databases and, and what you're educating staff on as the source of truth.
1: Wow, those are all really good tips. Thanks. Well, you've shared a lot of useful information on this topic to help organizations prepare for USP Chapter 800 implementation. Are there other resources that you recommend?
0: I don't think I can stress enough how important it is to be connected with your IT teams to get ideas for functionality, to really get them to help you see what else can be used There's a lot of times EHRs or different systems have discussion boards that your IT teams can access and get ideas like we talked about with icons and colors and links and different things that they could do to utilize those. So you really want to have kind of constant, continuous discussions with your IT teams to get them involved with generating ideas because they're going to be the ones that are going to help you put it in place. Also thinking through that, All of these things take time, you know, when you go through getting the ideas, making sure that they can work, getting approval through different committees, IT build. We all know that probably every organization has limited IT resources that are stretched pretty thin. So, getting time for them to do that build or changes for you is pretty important. And then, you know, standardization, it's really important to be able to set down some, some time to get everything ready to go at once to reduce confusion with, oh, well, this has this, and, and this says it this way, and this says it different way. We want to be as standard as possible so that as you educate your teams about that, then they also have a very consistent message. And when I see this, I know what that means. And so having kind of all of those systems roll out together and being standardized is really important.
1: Thanks. Those all make sense, those ideas. Well, you know, I have a final question. We're always trying to think about institutions with limited resources and what's most important to do. So my final question is, what do you suggest are two initiatives that institutions with limited resources should focus on?
2: I would absolutely ensure that your medication labels, so what is printed and prompting you to prep a product and then what the nurse is using to confirm the order against the preparation, that those medication labels state that a medication is hazardous and requires special handling. And usually by updating those labels, it will also reflect on the the medication administration record. But if you do have a system where those are separate or exclusive the second thing I would absolutely recommend is that your medication administration record show that the medication order is hazardous so that the nurse can be ready to prepare to either garb or if they have to manipulate, know what they're about to touch and give to a patient and that when they look at the label of something we dispense from the pharmacy that they, they feel confident that they know how to handle it. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Rosemary, those are really great takeaways. Thanks so much. And that's all the time we have today, but I want to thank Cindy Brasher and Rosemary Duncan for joining us today to discuss technology considerations to enhance USP chapter 800 compliance. And if you haven't before, I encourage you to check out ASHP's medication safety resources. You can find member exclusive offerings such as a patient safety resource center, patient education resources through safemedication.com and exchange ideas and ask questions with your peers on the ASHP medication safety connect community. It's a very active community. Thanks so much for tuning in for this session of ASHP's podcast on medication safety and be sure to subscribe to ASHP podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you.